There's a, a lot of stories on this in this body about our former senator, Senator Stevens, being legendary, pretty tenacious in his pursuit of federal dollars to help build Alaska. But just know that Congressman Young was right there every step of the way, making sure that Alaskans received what what we considered to be our fair share. That was Senator Lisa Murkowski, Republican from Alaska, on the Senate floor March 23, 2022. You heard her mention first another Republican senator from Alaska, Ted Stevens. He died in 2010. We'll get to him in a moment. Then she mentioned Don Young. Senator Murkowski was paying tribute to Congressman Young, who had died a few days earlier. He spent his long congressional career making sure, as Senator Murkowski said, that Alaskans got their fair share of federal dollars. When Don Young died, a lot of House history went with him. He was the longest-serving Republican in the history of the House, 49 years, Alaska's only U.S. House member from 1973 until his death, the last remaining member of the House who was there on March 19, 1979, that's when live TV coverage of Congress began, day one of C-SPAN, and he became the 43rd American citizen to lie in state at the U.S. Capitol. But one bit of history connected to Don Young remains alive. Earmarks. Returning after a nearly decade-long absence, now with a different name, but with the same legacy rooted in Representative Young's longtime advocacy of the legislative funding practice. In this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly, we remember Representative Young through his legislative philosophy that Congress should not cede its authority to the executive branch and how it was realized through earmarks. July 13, 2016, the House is debating an Interior Department spending bill. Representative Don Young says this. Most people don't know what they're talking about. And we follow the laws of the Congress. We should. And uh, I respectfully suggest that I'm not suggesting the whole, and I'm not supporting it right now, the um, Arctic Wildlife Range. Uh, I'm talking about 100,000 acres of land that we set aside, the Congress. The Senate agreed to it. The conference agreed to it. And here we are trying to let a regulatory agency tell us how to manage it. And that's inappropriate. I listened to the other gentlemen on this floor today talking about overregulation of the EPA. That's what's wrong with this nation today is regulatory law allowing the executive branch to run this nation without the people's voice being heard. That's what's happening here. That was the core of Representative Young's legislative belief, using Congress to support individual voices. Here's what he told C-SPAN on July 22, 2016, during an interview in his office. I would say best part of it, I've helped an awful lot of people individually. And that's been the key to my success. You know, communities, yes, but individuals. Uh, that's what I am. And uh, But big big time, you know, you look on my wall, you got some of the major pieces of legislation on my wall, uh, which affect the nation, but mainly Alaska. Which brings us to earmarks. Earmarks are legislative provisions that direct specific government spending toward a congressional member's district or state. Congress banned them in 2011. Several years later, proponents of the practice started calling for their reinstatement. Representative Don Young made the argument at a January 17, 2018 meeting of the House Rules Committee. I believe we can write uh, the, I call them projects of constituents' interests, by the way, not earmarks. Uh, because these, these, these projects come from our people. And I believe my friend from Oklahoma, a friend from Louisiana, mentioned the rural areas. Um, right now, we can't represent them because they're not heard really in the state legislature. They're, all the money goes from the budget 
to the larger communities. And that's not good. That's my job to represent those city of Nome or Kotzebue and their port projects. If we don't have that, where are we, where are we going to get it? It goes back to the, 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 the your navigational system. I mean, how do we represent the people? I do not believe, and you can talk about, Mr. Walker can talk about the Constitution. I believe in the Constitution. And I believe in the right of individuals to represent their people. Representative Young was so fierce in his belief in his earmarks, he once pulled a knife on a fellow Republican. Former House Speaker John Boehner told this story during a conversation with the Forum Club of the Palm Beaches, seen on Book TV on April 25th, 2021. In your book, you tell a story about Representative Don Young of Alaska, who pulled a knife on you on the House floor. You later served as the best man at his wedding. What did your best man's speech entail? Well, uh, I congratulated him on uh, on his uh, second marriage. He'd been married for almost 50 years. His wife passed away. Uh, this is a guy named Don Young. He's from Alaska. Former steamboat, riverboat captain in Alaska. Got elected in the mid-70s. Longest serving member of Congress now. But in the early 90s, I was an opponent of earmarks. I just thought earmarks were a giant waste of money. And I was on the floor of the House, freshman member, railing against earmarks. Next thing you know, I'm finished with my speech. I'm walking toward the back of the chamber. I'm up against the wall. And I've got this 10-inch blade. I mean a 10-inch sharp blade right here. And this guy's screaming at me. And I looked at him and I went, screw you. I used other words. Uh, One of the prouder moments in my life uh, uh, with a sharp blade on my neck. Uh, But over the years, we got to know each other, got to understand each other. And and then he... He uh, found the lady he wanted to live the rest of his life with and asked me to be his best man. You can't make it up. Maybe Ted Cruz will ask you to be his best man in the future. I I don't think so. (laughs) Don Young brandishing a knife to protect earmarks seemed in character, given what he told C-SPAN's Washington Journal on December 7, 2017. He had just become dean of the House, the longest-serving member. Representative Young became dean after John Conyers, Democrat from Michigan, resigned following allegations of sexual harassment. In this clip, wait for Congressman Young to say, I'm not above popping somebody once in a while. As we mentioned, uh, I've only been dean now for a few days since the resignation of uh, former Congressman now John Conyers. Did uh, did the former dean give you any advice on this job, uh, whether in the past couple days or uh, in uh, the months before since he's been dean? Not not John. John and I were good friends. And by the way, <clears throat> I always planned on being Dean. And I planned and I told told John I'd try to outlive him, but he was 88 and I'm 84. So <clears throat> there was a possibility of that. But I did talk to uh, John Dingle uh, a lot. He was a close, close friend of mine. Uh, when he was chairman of the, you know, the, the strongest chairman in the Congress, he helped me out an awful lot. And he's been Dean forever, as you know. And uh, so I've talked to him, and he, he says, you know, the main thing you, you have to remember that do, people will watch you. And uh, that's going to cause me some problems because I'm sort of a different individual. I'm not above popping somebody once in a while. Uh, so uh, I'm going to have to be a little more, <clears throat> let's say, statesmanlike. Don Young's personality came up during an October 30th, 2008 debate with his Democratic opponent for reelection. State Representative Ethan Berkowitz made an argument against Young that had a twist that Young wasn't bringing home enough earmarks. 
and we have to have a new kind of conduct in Washington, D.C. We can't bully and bluster our way to the kind of results we want. We have to work uh, across party lines, and, I, and I'm sick and tired of the partisan politics that I saw too much of when I was in Juneau. Way too much of that partisan politics. We've got to focus on getting things done. And as far as the ability to be effective right away, I, I just point out that I looked at, at the uh, ability of freshman Democrats in Congress to bring home earmarks. There's a freshman Democrat from uh, Indiana who brought home twice as much as Don Young did. So you can be very effective right away. Don Young had some success initially. I can have some sec success initially. But we have to have a different approach in Washington if we want to have different results. Mr. Young, you look like you want to say something. I'm going to give you well, each 15 you know, seconds. I, I get a big kick at it. The guy in Indiana was one of those questionable candidates. Of course he brought the bacon home. They want to get him reelected. That's the way the system works. And I did very well in the minority in this time. In fact, I was uh, rated with the uh, taxpayers group as one of the best people that brought pork back to the state of Alaska and being in the minority. I passed more bills than Nikki Jill Rahal did. So I'm very effective. He was the chairman. I was a ranking member. Berkowitz, who is Jewish, followed up with this quip. I've always thought that if you could bring pork home, it ought to be kosher, Congressman. Yeah. As mentioned earlier, earmarks were banned for a few years. Then they made a comeback. Paul Kane, senior congressional reporter for The Washington Post, was on C-SPAN's Washington Journal on January 31st, 2022. He explained what's different about earmarks now, including what Congress now calls them. Paul Kane, then, you said they're coming back. Do we know them as earmarks as we've known them before, or are there different things now? Okay, uh, let me go to my notes here, because these are very specific terms. We called it the E-word in our headline because members of Congress don't like to say earmarks anymore. They think that has a very bad negative connotation. So the Senate, in their, uh, in, in their bills, the Senate are calling them congressionally directed spending. The House of Representatives, uh, as set up by the Appropriations Chairwoman Rosa DeLauro, calls it community project funding requests. Community project funding requests. So that's because you just they, they want to get away from this idea that these are these things are similar to what they used to be. There's a bunch of new rules that apply to these earmarks, this current version of earmarks. You, you must disclose them. You must write letters and post them on your website explaining what your requests are. You cannot request money for private companies. These have to be nonprofits. They have to be things like water and sewer authorities back home in your district, in your state, uh, a university, a, you know, a state university trying to do uh, research on stuff. Um, those are the type of projects. Uh, your local and state departments of transportation, if you wanted to send money directly to them, that's what you're allowed to do. In the House, you're actually limited to just 10 requests uh, per lawmaker, which is kind of a real democratization of the, uh, the issue because it, you know, it used to be that the Speaker of the House, the House Majority Leader, the House Minority Leader, the higher up in leadership you went, the more you'd get in earmarks. And the House has just said, no, every, every lawmaker can ask for 10 that's it. Paul Kane also referred to an infamous episode in Earmark's history, the bridge to nowhere. There's no complaints so far. There haven't been, you know, there are a lot of anti-spending groups out there that will be scouring these bills. And all these requests are public already. So there hasn't been any sort of bridge to nowhere, which was one of those scandals from uh, 16 years ago that, that came out in an earmark uh, for Alaska. There haven't been any bad examples so far. 
not not making any promises here, but so far, the appropriators think the process is working. Some quick background on the bridge to nowhere. In 2005, Congressman Young and Alaska Senator Ted Stevens tried to get $223 million for a very large bridge from Ketchikan to Gravina Island, where the city's airport is located. Fiscal conservatives and earmarking foes like Republican Arizona Senator John McCain were furious. They called it the bridge to nowhere. Here's Senator McCain, November 29, 2010. There has been efforts to repeal certain most egregious earmarks. Uh, the bridge uh, to nowhere in Alaska was one of those that became more famous than others. And I have to say to my colleagues, I have seen with my own eyes, and I say this with great regret, the influence of money and contributions in the shaping of legislation. And I've seen that come in the form of earmarks. Back to that January 17, 2018 hearing on earmarks. Here's Representative Don Young's response to Senator McCain. And I've been accused of by John McCain that I was the bridge to nowhere. You all heard of that. Yes, it was an earmark and it was very transparent. We voted on the highway bill uh, four times. Uh, I got on the floor of the House and explained every earmark in there I had, which were asked by municipalities, nonprofits, state governments, and cetera down the line. Uh, in fact, I was criticized for exposing the earmarks. And I said, no, I want people to know they're there. Now, the bridge to Norway was uh, nowhere was state money, was in the state uh, uh, formula which we were supposed to have. And, of course, we had Hurricane Katrina, and the statement was made we ought to take the bridge to nowhere's money and distribute to, to those victims down in the hurricane. And, of course, I've suffered that ever since. The bridge has not been built. It should have been built. There's never been a bridge anywhere that had anything on the other side until it's built. Um, this is a crucial issue to this Congress. Uh, I believe the sooner the better. Uh, I've always fought for this, and I think the members on the, on the Republican side will remember some of our conference meetings when we set up the session. You were there, you were there, you were there, you were there. And we were committed to, at that time, to address this issue uh, by June. That's last January. It has not occurred, and I want to compliment the Speaker and Mr. Sessions and Mr. Collins and all the minority side to bring this issue to the forefront. Because until this is solved, we are no longer the Congress of the people. We are just people. We cannot represent our people. And remember, does not contribute, and you heard from Rush Limbaugh and Mr. Hannity, that uh, this is going to add to the debt. And that's pure, pardon the expression, horse manure. Because in reality, it doesn't, we're spending within that, but we have the right, as we have the responsibility to respond to constituents' needs. That's our job as congressmen. Otherwise, what are we doing here? The bridge to nowhere even made it into a speech given at the Republican National Convention. We suspended the state fuel tax and championed reform to end the abuses of earmark spending by Congress. I told the Congress, thanks but no thanks on that bridge to nowhere. If our state wanted to build a bridge, we were going to build it ourselves. That was fellow Alaskan Sarah Palin, September 3, 2008, accepting the nomination to be John McCain's running mate. Alaska Governor Palin went after earmarks again two weeks later in Green Bay, Wisconsin. 
We had a town hall meeting in Michigan where we heard directly from folks who shared with us their stories of some economic woes that affect their lives. A college student who cannot afford health care. Um, a young doctor, 26-year-old guy who had just graduated med school, and he's left with a quarter-million-dollar debt. He, of course, is worrying about how in the world will he repay that and how these economic shifts will affect his ability to practice and to pay his loan at the same time. Uh, we heard from citizens worried about earmarks and wasteful spending. And, of course, we all know that John McCain is the man there, too, to get in there and reform a corrupt earmark process and the excess of spending by Congress. What's next? The special primary to replace Don Young in Congress is set for June 11th. The top four vote-getters in the special primary will advance to an August 16th special election. Fifty-one candidates have filed. One of them trying to replace Don Young is Sarah Palin. That's it for this episode of C-SPAN's The Weekly. A reminder, you could do your own searches in the C-SPAN video library. Just go to cspan.org and use the free search bar on top. You can look up projects of constituent interests or look up congressional-directed spending or look up community project funding requests. Or if you can't remember any of those, don't worry. Just type in earmarks. Thanks for listening and happy searching.